Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, Mickey James, Tommy Dreamer, and I talk about the debut of Ava Rain. That's right, The Rock's Daughter on NXT. Also, coming back to SmackDown, Zelina Vega joins us here on the Busted Open Podcast. AEW owner and president Tony Khan joins us, and we have another debut, the LaGreca Lean theme. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. NXT, we had the <laughs> debut of Ava Rain, um, The Rock's daughter, making her debut on NXT yeah. last night. An interesting pop she got. I enjoyed it. Yeah, and and you know she's part of a faction on NXT, uh, Schism, and um, and she did get a pop. Uh, people were chanting her name. It's going to be very interesting to see, you know, how the audience is going to relate to her as part of, especially a character and personality. Uh, in this faction, which isn't exactly your uber babyface faction on NXT, and uh, how she's going to perform in the ring. Because, Mickey, I would think there's probably going to be a lot of presser, pre- pressure for her there it is. moving forward. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, well, I always thought about that with Charlotte as well. Like, that's an immense amount of pressure when you are a second, third generation superstar to try to, you know, live up to that. But I think, um, you know, she's a smart girl. And I think the art of it is trying to kind of create that almost your own way, just in like what Cody's been able to do and Charlotte's been able to do. So I think that she is uh, a beautiful girl and has a lot of talent. And especially because I feel like she's went down there and learned WWE way. She's been down there training since day one, pretty much. So yeah, it's really exciting. And David, she would be a fourth generation superstar, right? Wow. Peter yeah. Maivia, Rocky Johnson, Rock, mm-hmm. and now her. That's fourth amazing. Fourth generation, yeah. Um, listen, yeah. she's been born and bred for this business. I like the angle that they have done because if you listen to her promo, when she, she waited, she took her time. Right. And with this group, it's like, I don't have to live up to these expectations that you're all thinking that I'm going to have to do, which is you and I grew up with it. There were so many second generation wrestlers that didn't make it when we were starting out. And there was a lot of pressure because Mm -hmm. you have to fill your parents' shoes right now, you know, it's, it's a different business. And I mean, even you remember like uh, Barry Windham 
came out not as Black Jack Mulligan Jr. He was Barry Windham to hide his identity. Right. Uh, Jake the Snake hid his identity from, you know, yep. from his father for a lot of reasons. Uh, it's worked. This was, again, before the Internet. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you get over, I'm sure she uh, can become the most electrifying woman in uh, sports, in sports entertainment. entertainment. Raise but, that you know, eyebrows, son of a bitch. I can't. But you see, I, I, it's it, first of all, a lot out of what you said, Tommy, and what you said, Mickey. Number one, Tommy, when you just talk about the name change, you know, and she is uh, Ava Rain. We see, we're seeing it with Braun Breaker also on NXT. Everybody knows who Braun Breaker is. Everybody knows the family ties with Braun Breaker, but they still are calling him under a different name. So, Tommy, is that smart? The right way to go? I mean, you know, should you embrace the fact? Everybody already knows, especially this day and age with social media and the internet, everybody already knows. So, is is that the right way to go by going under a different name? It's it's been working. It's been working for like WWE. When you look at Roman Reigns, you know his father. You would, I mean, you wouldn't call him Sika the Samoan or Roman the Samoan. Um, there's, it has been working. I mean, you look at the yeah. the, the Usos with you know their father, you know Solo Sequoia. If I said his name per- correctly, his father. I mean that that whole Samoan bloodline. I like it. It's been working. Then you have, you know, the Natty Nighthearts that it's working. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Mickey said, Charlotte, but she l- lost the flair. And even to what her father said, she's surpassed me. She's a better worker than me. And it was almost like her last name would limit her because she's higher. And you know, it, it's all, what is it? Apples and oranges. It, yeah. It's There's going to be some people who get over and there's going to also be some people that can't live up to there. I mean, we could probably do a whole show and I don't want to do it this loop. And also people would get offended and angry of people who <laughs> didn't, true. who did they live up to their parents' expectations in the right. sense of as a career. Right. And Mickey, like knowing the name, knowing how she debuted, was this the right way here? She is part of a, a faction on NXT. A lot of people thought maybe her debut would be part of the bloodline story that's taking place on yeah, SmackDown. I think it's perfect for her actually, because she's still very young and very new. And so I think by learning with the heel faction, you can kind of start getting the, cause wrestling on television is way different, right? So you just kind of need to get that cadence and get that comfort level. Mm-hmm. Um, before shotgunning her into a big position like in the bloodline where if she's not ready or not prepared, you know, I think people are a little bit more forgiving with NXT because they know that they're younger talent and that they're still training in a lot of ways. So I don't know. So what's better? Oh, go ahead, Tommy. I love the fact of how women are all infused in a lot of these stables. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we see it with, um, oh, I forgot the name of the, the people Judgment on Rhea, Rhea Ripley. Uh, she's really, really added to that stable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our guest coming up, Zelina Vega, has a brand new stable and she also gets in the ring and wrestles. Mm-hmm. So you see this, I mean, you know, David, you and I grew up fabulous Freebirds, Four Horsemen. Four Horsemen usually had valets, but they weren't like, wrestlers in the sense of these women are in there they're competing so i really really like that mix 
because mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's all inclusive in the world and it's all inclusive in these factions. And I do think to Mickey's point, it, her feet are getting wet. You, you think about the rock, the rock coming in flex Cavana, you know, they, we don't have the developmental system anymore, but we do have in the sense of, you know, he went down to Memphis and then he comes up flex Cavana, then it's Rocky Johnson jr. And it's mm-hmm. all these different things until he found himself and it's going to be, right. you know, a long, long haul for her. And hopefully she has an amazing successful career. And I think she's off to the right start. Yeah. And Mickey, you talked about uh, before about her learning the WWE way, you know, uh, going down to NXT this past weekend and meeting a lot of the wrestlers uh, that are a part of NXT and seeing how young they are. They really are like, like children and like Shawn Michaels kind of expressed that they were like his children and mm-hmm. you know daddy you, michaels talk, yeah and when you're talking about wrestlers that are you know 20 21 years old yeah. you know for you know for people my age it's so young um and is it better to come in go under that nxt banner learn the wwe way of how they do things and be wrestling on tv like on nxt you're on nxt you're you're go- you're kind of thrown into the fire a little bit because it's on live TV, it's on a major cable network, or is it better to kind of learn the ropes on the indie scene and kind of learn it that uh, way? Like what's, I think what's that's better? very, it's a very difficult question to answer because it's say, well, to protect yourself and because of all the, especially the way, you know, that facility is set up now, it's like an Olympic facility for mm. wrestling. Um, so there really is no better place to go because they have the trainers and everything else, not just trainers. If you get hurt, but like fitness trainers and the people in the gym and nutrition specialists and, uh, PT and all that stuff, um, they're available for you. So when you're training, you're also taping up and doing all the things correctly. Um, however, and Tommy, I'm sure you can attest to this. I don't think that I could have really learned how um, to wrestle, like really feel the crowd if it wasn't for some of those indie shows and the mistakes that I made on the indie scene prior to even getting to the developmental or anything like that. I feel like it just, it was a longer journey, but it, I got was better for it. So it's really hard to say. When you're, you're in that system, it's great to learn it. The, Hardest part is when you're no longer in that system and mm-hmm. then you're thrust about into the real world. Uh, exactly what Mickey said. It's it's twofold. At times, Dave, I watch it and I'm talking NXT and everyone goes for the covers the same way. And it's great for that system. But then what makes you unique? And there are certain talents that need to find their groove there. But that's what the indies are for. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what when we say developmental is for developing your character, developing yourself, when you're already thrust and put on television, it's already, you're setting the tone of this is who this person's going to be for like, you know, we've seen from Mickey James's career. We saw a much different Mickey James when she debuted in ring of honor, then to TNA, then to to WWE, but she went through the developmental system to become Mm -hmm. different parts of her. And then even when she was there, different characters, myself, I grew up, uh, on television since I'm 21 years old from the indies of IWCCW being literally on TV every week. I mean, I was a 
I was like a Chippendales dancer. God, I wish I would have still done that. Like my <laughs> physique would have loved looked so good. I'd have been Playboy Buddy Rose to 2022. Um, <laughs> then, you know, into the hardcore guy you saw on television. Uh, fans aren't as um, patient or willing to let certain talents do certain things. And then, you know, the other part of it, if you, uh, I failed, Mickey's failed. If you fail when you're on that system, you probably, if they like you or you're good enough or show potential, they probably will give you two chances. But if not, then you're cast upon the world of the crazy indies. And, you know, you got to, a lot of people don't know how to navigate the real part of the business. Like you said, it was first class all the way. Not always the case, uh, out there warmer sunnier days are calling fuel up for them with factors no prep no mess meals meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef crafted meals with options like calorie smart protein plus and keto factors fresh never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes so no matter how busy you are you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious great tasting meals With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. If you missed anything this week on Mad Dog Sports Radio, I got you covered. It's Mike Babchick's Morning After, where we play back the best clips of the week and recap in a way you have never heard before. It's a roast like no other, and no one is safe. Not Mad Dog, not anyone. This is a Morning After walk of shame you actually won't regret. You can find Mike Babchick's Morning After on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow the show so you never miss an episode. Sirius XM Zone. Jim Shearer joins us here on Busted Open. Jim, what's going on, man? I'm honored. We 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 got some ideas, and I'm going to unveil some of these ideas a little bit later on in the show, Jim, about some things that we are going to do with this song. And I still want I still want our fans to submit songs, and I still would love some big bands to submit songs because obviously we're going to play it here on Busted Open, but. Yeah. Now that we have Jim on and his band Decca Jack, let's play their version of Lagreca Lean. Right about now, you're about to be possessed by the sights and sounds of the Lagreca Lean. Let's do it! It's like the five knuckle shuffle, but better. It's like Hogan's leg drop right down to the letter. It's like the people's elbow, it's got swagger like the rock, and it's been road tested like animal. Charlotte, a boss like Banks You gotta be number one in 
gonna do this four times to the left, four times to the right, eight times with both, then repeat. Are you with me? Let's do it. Lean, lean, the LaGreca lean. I said lean, lean, the LaGreca lean. Yo, lean, lean, the LaGreca lean. Hands up high for the busted open team. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know yeah, if you heard, but yeah, I was the one who did yeah. the Rebecca lean. You invented so the lean. I, I can do, I can do that again. I just need a song to lean to. Woo! Yeah. Gotta love it. Our Deck lives will Jack. never be the same again after today. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This is Adam Shine, host of the Adam Shine Podcast. Here to tell you, you can listen to my podcast all year round. I'll give you my NFL picks against the spread, give you fantasy advice all season long, while being joined by the best guests in all of sports. He's Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. This is what I expect. You know, I expect to play well every year. We release episodes of the Adam Shine Podcast every week. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app, including with most subscriptions. The Adam Shine Podcast friend of the show and that is Zelina Vega joins us. Zelina, how are you this morning? I'm great. How are you? I'm excited. It's great to have you on. <laughs> I missed you. I missed you guys. It's been forever. Oh my God. It's so good to see your face. You look beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. So as do you always. as always. Well, you know, got my sweats <laughs> on. It's a rainy day here. So, and you still look bomb. So what does oh, that say about everybody you know. else? <laughs> Well, look who she's with, I Selena. You. I mean, come on now, you know? Yeah. I got. I make everybody here. look better standing <laughs> next to me. Yeah. Tommy's still I selling his um, black eye from the tortilla challenge, Zelina. You said what? He's still, I have still a black st- eye from a tortilla challenge on the TikTok. Me and Mickey went at it, and she gave me a legit black eye from hitting <laughs> me with a tortilla in my eye. I love that. Yeah, I know you would. <laughs> Well, well, Zelina, also not shocked, but yes. <laughs> I mean, it, it is Tommy Dreamer. But Zelina, you know, you talk about being back on the show. We ha- we're so glad to have you back. But it's great to see you back on TV, back on SmackDown. Uh, you know, we were just talking about it in the last hour. SmackDown is the most watched uh, pro wrestling show that there is on Friday nights and Friday night SmackDown. So how does it feel to be back? It feels good. It feels... It, it took a second to get used to, to be honest, because I had been gone for almost six months and it was, man, crazy because as I'm getting ready to go out, I was like, oh, it doesn't, it doesn't feel 
normal yet. It doesn't feel like you get this weird feeling. And I, I hadn't really had it for a while. I mean, since the last time I returned, but it, it took a second, but it started to feel like home the second I heard the fans. Once I heard them kind of come up for me, that's when I was like, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is where I'm at. So it was, it was really great. And I think too, now this is a different part of my career. So it's, it's taking another turn. This is like another chapter in my career, which I'm excited about. Well, Zelina, you're a star and, and I'm glad that you're finally back. And listen, it's it, like, you just alluded to it. Like, you're, you're back. You have to get kind of acclimated to the environment. It's great to be back in front of the fans. But, you know, I, I, I wish there's going to be a time where there isn't the start and then a stop and then a start and then a stop. You're somebody that should be on TV each and every week. So I'm hoping that this time is going to grow to bigger things. I think I would love for this to be a start because I love what you're doing right now as the leader of this new faction on SmackDown, but I'm hoping that it leads to much bigger things. Thank you very much. I think the nice thing is I feel like I have a little bit more control over where I'm going now. And I think that now it's people are getting to see me in a similar light, but they have no idea what's going to come after this, they have no idea why I'm with the group that I am now. And I think all of these questions are going to be answered really soon. And I think that's the, that's the fun part is like, you keep having people want more and want more. And one thing that people have always wanted to see is like, okay, well, when is Zelina going to be in the title picture? When is Zelina going to be, you know, the, the leader for herself? And it's like, oh, I'm going to be, but I'm also bringing people. I, I've never aligned myself with people who I didn't see as stars also. And this group is just on another level. And to be able to help introduce them to the WWE universe, it's it's this new chapter in my life. And I'm excited to, to bring them to the forefront, but to also make sure, hey, I'm like right front and center, you know? So it's cool. Well, uh, um, me watching you as a fan, putting our personal relationship aside, like Dave and I always talk about it, where you were one of the MVPs during the COVID era. And- <laughs> You were dominant across the board. And then after that happens, you become, you know, the queen. And uh, first of all, is your title still, are you still royalty or did you lose that title? Are you still royalty? (laughs) (laughs) I, you know what? I don't lose it until somebody else has it. So it's, you know, yeah. I like it. And you still got the wave or you just, you putting that, you putting that away for a little bit. You know, it's funny because it's one of those things that, I feel was such a part of right before I had to get surgery right before I, I was gone for a while. That was very much part of that time frame. And this is like a new side yeah. of the queen. This is a different side of me. So that kind of retracts the the wave a little bit. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you've always been successful in whenever you've, and we were talking about this earlier is that, um, you know, we've seen you wrestle. You're amazing. And I love you, but also I think that you are such a strong personality and presence, especially when you're managing a team or just managing a, a, a individual yourself with Andrade. Like it's so powerful because the dynamic and you add a certain um, element to those factions, to those wrestlers that um, perhaps need someone to speak, especially with Andrade because his English, he had very broken English. And so I felt like you helped articulate, but with your own sass and your own dynamic 
um, of what a superstar he was as well. So the two of you together were just like this beautiful package, you know? So yeah, you kill it, sis, you know, I'm excited for you. It's weird though, because again, it was coming up from NXT. It was just like him and it didn't even mean to happen that way. It was just as if lightning struck and him and I just worked and we didn't know how or why it just, it just worked. And it felt so easy, almost like, I don't, I don't want to say that I didn't have to try, but it just felt so easy because you found that other part of you. You found this right. like whole different side of you that, you know, just evolved as you guys went. And, mm-hmm. you know, then to have to step away from that and do it just for me, you know, to become queen and then tag champion, it was like, no, damn right. I can do this. Like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, I had those questions, like, can I do this by myself? You know, can I, can I really carry just all about me? And I was like, well, damn right I can. And then I became queen. So I was like, hell yeah. But then now it's taking both parts, I guess, and combining them together, mm-hmm. you know, and doing this for me, but also doing this for my team and getting people to see, you know, that side of me. But I just, for the longest time, I was like, damn, they just have no idea what they have. And I, and I always told them, you know, give me the ball. If I drop it, screw me but you'll never know until you try that. But also it's, it's become now you have to trust people. You have to be willing to, to go that extra mile and give people that chance. I mean, look at Liv Morgan, you know, the fans wanted that so bad for her, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you give people that chance and you really see what it turns into now. I mean, I don't know, something's going on with her, but you know, it's, it's cool to have fans feel like they're listened to. Right. So yeah, uh, and I, I, well, oh, I'm sorry, Tommy. Really quick, I just want to capitalize on what uh, on what Thea just said there about the fans because you have a hardcore fan base. You know, when mm-hmm. when they've seen you climb that ladder to try to grab that money in the bank briefcase, everybody was excited. You had thousands of fans wanting to see you grab it because this is the chance. This is the opportunity. This is where we know that finally Zelina, you know, who we support, is going to have that opportunity. And there's been glimpses of that opportunity. And and I'm hearing what you're saying is like, you want those voices to be heard because the fans want it. You're waiting for that opportunity. You're waiting to take that next step because, you know, as you know, as, as an athlete and in your career, the window at some point can close. And right. And right now that window is open for you, you know, and I think, I think we're all waiting for you to just, cause we know when you get that opportunity, it's going to be a grand slam and you're going to knock it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and here's the thing, just like how you said that I've heard that from so many different people. It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. When is Lena going to get this chance? When is she going to, and, and I'm waiting, I'm here, you know, because I, I, for the longest, I felt like they were afraid to do it. I'm like, my God, the only thing that you're going to regret is making sure that you didn't do it sooner is taking this chance on me sooner because they have no idea. This is, yes, this is one side of me and you're getting a different side now, but imagine what could happen if you actually give me the ball just to be me and to, you know, have that opportunity to be, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I feel like for the longest they're afraid to do it and what's stopping you? Clearly I can do for me alone. I can do for other people, but, but why not give me the actual chance? Are they afraid to do it? Who knows? What, what, what could you really lose when it comes to me? I, I get it. I can't handle anything. I've handled literally everything that's been handed to me. So I think it's yeah. just a matter of time. 
yeah. I, I love it. And I want that opportunity for you. Is it a case, Selena, of like, you're so good as a character, as a personality on the microphone? Like uh, Mickey just brought up as Tommy Dreamer is actually choking as we're doing this interview. <laughs> I and I hope he's okay. If somebody can please check on Tommy. Might but, need the Heimlich uh, I think there. he's okay. I think he's okay. All right. Um, but, but, but Zelina, like you're so good. And Mickey brought up like what you were able to do with Andrade on NXT. And now with this new faction on SmackDown, is it a case of you being so good that they put you in these roles to get other people over and to introduce them to a wider audience? I'm trying really hard to behave right now. <laughs> Don't get but yourself also- in trouble. <laughs> I think, but I also think there's a point to that, you know, is that who else but me? I mean, really, like, like who else but me? Because I've done it so many times before. I'm the person that you can trust. I'm the person that when you need to have something done, when you need something to be good, when you need it to be over, you choose me. So it makes perfect sense. And when you want, obviously the group that I'm with, they want to succeed. They want to upgrade. What do they do? They call me. So now going forward, it's, you know, I've upgraded other people. I've upgraded myself. I feel now I'm on a completely different level and I've only been on SmackDown. Was it three weeks now? Three weeks. So going forward, it's just going to get better and better. And I'm excited for everybody to see a little bit more. I mean, my God, you guys thought I was ruthless before. Like it's just oh. and I love it. Oh, when you yeah. debuted, of course, you're trending and uh, you're always during your what six months you said you were away, like you always kept yourself active on your social medias because I follow you and I see all your different hairstyles, your <laughs> anime, and all the stuff that you got going on. When you came back, why'd you target Hit Row? I felt like we just needed to make a statement, and to be fair, um. It was to their expense. I mean, they were just there. We needed to make a statement and they were there. It's Mm -hmm. nothing personal. Well, at least it wasn't at first. It's nothing personal. You guys aren't credible enough. You guys aren't important enough. It's, it really just came down to we're here. We're more important. So we're just going to scooch you out the way and step right into the picture because Mm -hmm. that's where we belong in spotlight. So hit rows kind of just, they're just there. They're just people that we can, step on to get to where we're supposed to be mm-hmm. we are and that sounds horrible but it's true no so you're what? saying they're not a hit <laughs> no i mean if if their wrestling is anything like their music they're certainly not whoa <laughs> wow. Wow, certainly is. not <laughs> certainly not but you know what that brings up talents Zelina. and if you don't mind i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna really kind of put you over big not that you need it but like right now because you know you talk about opportunities you talk about you know maybe being on the top of the show the star of the show the top of the card as a world champion uh and what that represents and what that would mean for you as a performer and a wrestler and what that would mean for the wwe universe uh the things that you're great at and i'll list them um obviously you're you're tremendous on the microphone uh, anybody that's around you, you put them over and take them to the next level. Um, you're underrated in the ring. I mean, anybody that's watched you in the ring, what you've been able to do in the ring, you're you're a great wrestler uh, in the ring. 
but you're also a great entertainer. And I think anybody that's seen you on your social media platforms and what you've done outside the world of the WWE know that. And you have a tremendous audience that follows you. Uh, community relations, you would be perfect to have as, you know, somebody out there doing community work uh, for for the WWE. And the perfect person to be sitting on a sofa on a daytime show or a nighttime show, you know, putting over the company and the storylines that you're involved in. Like, I, I think you're one of the few people that are talented enough to check all those boxes mm-hmm. of what it takes. Because as you know, Zelina, Mickey and Tommy, you know this as well. Being, being a champion is more than just what you can do uh, on that TV screen or in that ring. It's what right. you bring and the, and the pressures of being a WWE superstar outside the ring that's probably even more valuable and important. Do you, do, you know, Zelina, do you think you do check all those boxes, as I said? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and first of all, thank you, because I feel like a lot of people don't give me that kind of credit when it comes to being a wrestler because they haven't actually gotten to see me be in a position to sink my teeth into something. And that's not necessarily their fault either. It's more like we need to see more from her because when the, when the match with Asuka happened, the surprise, I, I'm not even kidding, the surprise that I got from, you know, friends, coworkers, people backstage, people in the office, ridiculous. I, I remember Vince was like, I didn't even know you can do a moonsault. When Tommy, that's actually the first thing we talked about when we met, yep. you know? So it's, it's things like that where I just don't feel like they've gotten the chance to see me in that, in that position. But I think the biggest reason why I'm ready for something like that is because I'm authentic, I'm genuine. I, when, you, when you're saying things like anime or you're saying things like, you know, being great on the microphone, you know, talking, doing all these things, it's because I'm true to me. Everything that you see is me. That may be a good thing, that may be a bad thing, but it's all me. It's all parts of me. And the reason why you can relate to me, the reason why I come out and I have you know, the, the flair about me, the swagger about me is because it's genuinely me. So people find that and they're like, you know, man, she's, she's a real bitch, but she's right. <laughs> you know? So it's, I think I just need to be put in that position to sink or swim. I mean, I know I'm going to swim, I'm going to float, but if they don't put me in that position, if they don't take that chance, it's hard for people to say, oh, she's a great wrestler. Oh, she can, you know, handle being a champion and, and things like that because they just need to take that chance. Yeah. So, and I think luckily being in the position that I am now, it's going to lead to something like that. Yeah. I believe so. Matt was going to be my next question. Kind of what is your goal, not only for your group, but for yourself? I think starting point when it comes to my group is to show people who they are and what they can actually do. Because as you all know, there's a huge difference between NXT and, you know, raw or smackdown Mm -hmm. so to be introduced to that audience and to just show them how good these guys actually are and what we can do together it is just the the lip there's no limit there there's no limit and i think the nice thing is we're not afraid to step on people to get to where we want santos can easily be a champion Mm -hmm. you know it's just when you think about you know again championship opportunities people who are supposed to be in places for that my group is right in the forefront. They should be right in the forefront. And as far as I go, I want to be champion. 
I've done so many things. I mean, to be honest, there's not a lot of history making moments left. And to say that I'm the first ever official queen of WWE, I want to take it a step further. You know, and not only was I a queen, but I was also a tag team champion while being queen. So that's two things right there. But now it's time for me to go and be SmackDown Women's Champion because I feel like I wouldn't be fulfilled until I actually got the opportunity to do that. Nice. Mm -hmm. I love it. Uh, How would you fare going up against somebody like a Ronda Rousey? Well, I think it's no no shock to anybody that she's a scary woman, but there's Braun and then there's brains. I don't know that she has the second one. So love her, but she has something that I and every other woman on the roster wants. And she knows that she knows that she's a target and I'm sure she's more than fine with that. However, I've had to make sure all my life that I've had things to counteract the fact that I'm not the strongest. I'm not the biggest, but there are things about me that, you know, and again, there's, there's sides to me that people don't know. People saw the queen and they thought, Oh, you know, this, she's, she's got this accent. She's, she's so, you know, it's so funny. It's so this, but what happens when she turns into the mega bitch that she was all her life coming out from Queens. Like what happens when she targets that person and brings that person out? And I think that's the side of it that you guys are going to see. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is Pro Bowler Brandon Marshall with the I Am Athlete Podcast Network on Sirius XM. Touchdown, Brandon Marshall! Don't miss a new generation of sports talk. Every night with I Am Athlete tonight, we're talking sports culture, music, no filter, no limit. Catch it live every night at 7 Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82, or look for the I Am Athlete Tonight podcast every night on the SXM app, included with all our trials and popular plans or wherever you get your podcasts. AEW and owner and president Tony Khan. Tony, good morning to you. Good morning to you, Dave. Thanks for having me on. How are you? I'm I'm excited. And I know we say this almost every week that you come on, but I'm going to say it again because it's the truth. Tonight's Dynamite, Tony, looks like a pay-per-view when you look at what we're going to see with John Moxley, your AEW World Heavyweight Champion, what we're going to see with Brian Danielson and Sammy Guevara, what we're going to see with Rio and Jamie Hayter, FTR. I mean, listen, this is another big show tonight for Dynamite. It really does feel like a pay-per-view lineup tonight. It's awesome having five huge matches on the card. I think there's been some of the matches we've been looking forward to for a long time. Some of them have uh, come up recently and are big surprise matches that I think really fans are going to be excited to see. So it's a great blend up and down the card of exciting matches, singles matches, tag matches, grudge matches, title matches, and everything in between. And just should be an awesome night of pro wrestling tonight on TBS with some of the biggest stars in AEW wrestling tonight on Dynamite. 
Now, you talked about the matches, and we're going to dive into those matches that you're going to see tonight, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on TBS. But we're going to get an appearance uh, from MJF. We're going to hear from MJF tonight on Dynamite. I said this on Busted Open on uh, Thursday morning last week, Tony, and I said it on social media, and I think a certain Hall of Famer named Jim Ross echoed what I said here on Busted Open. I thought that segment with MJF and William Regal was, if not one of the best, the best that I have seen in my 41 years of watching pro wrestling. It was a beautiful story that was told on Dynamite last week. What did you think of what you saw between those two last week on Dynamite? It was absolutely some of the best pro wrestling talking that you're going to see. And that's a huge part of pro wrestling. In addition to the wrestling action itself is the talking. And in this case, you had Lord William Regal and MJF going back and forth on the microphone and what MJF had to say to Regal and now adding that real layer of depth to the story of MJF. I thought it was a fantastic segment and really built a lot of interest for the pay-per-view and now seeing what's going to happen when MJF cashes in that casino ladder match chip, MJF challenging for the world championship. And of course, having the world champion, John Moxley defending the title tonight as a fighting champion he keeps taking these matches, and tonight he's taking on somebody with no fear in Pentel Zero Miedo, and we're going to hear from MJF tonight ahead of his world title shot at full gear. It's uh, really, really awesome to have uh, some of the best pro wrestlers and also some of the best interviews in pro wrestling on Dynamite, and I think tonight will be no exception. I expect a great night of wrestling and, and excited to hear from MJF tonight on Dynamite. Last week on this show, Mickey and I were hosting, and you know, I asked uh, the Busted Open Nation to come up with a song for my LaGreca lean. And I was talking about, hey, if there's any artist out there, submit some songs. And like Mickey was like, hello, Dave. Like, you know, I'm a recording artist. I don't know. I've had songs, I've had videos. How could you forget about me? It felt like Brian Danielson forgot about uh, uh, Wheeler Yuta. There he is sitting just inches away. From from Wheeler Yuta, and all he did was praise Daniel Garcia. Uh, that is definitely an interesting dynamic moving forward. Yeah, it's going to be something to keep an eye on, and you know we'll have to watch tonight how they both do in their matches, and also what's going on between Wheeler Yuta and Brian Danielson. Of course, they both have huge matches yep. against members of Jericho Appreciation Society tonight, and it, that's something really to follow. There's a lot of really interesting stories happening in AEW, and there's this fascinating thing happening. I've noticed that things have changed a lot in the perception of how a wrestling card is built over the years, and now there's this perception, I think, just because this is the way that people have seen it done for most of the last 20 years. So I understand that it's become uh, to some extent an industry standard, if only for lack of competition. And there's this perception that like every match on every show should have a long storyline build to why it takes place. Well, and it's just doesn't necessarily need to be the case for every single match. I think that there's uh, absolutely a lot of story in most of the matches on this show and most matches on a lot of our shows. But sometimes you can see something that's the start of a new issue. Frankly, the person who I think has been the most incendiary and contradictory and hypocritical on this entire point is Eric Bischoff. 
who, if you watch nitros in the, especially the good nitros from like, you know, 95 to 98, a lot of the quality of the show was seeing Lucha matches and things that you didn't expect. And there was a certain exquisite randomness to the lineup of the card. You know, you'd turn the show on and it would be like, oh, hey, Rick Martel against Perry Saturn. That's pretty cool. Or, oh, hey, it's Randy Savage against Bobby Eaton. Okay. Uh, You know, and uh, various Lucha matches that didn't necessarily have buildup but were fun matches. You know, they weren't the big story matches. Sure, there were a lot of stories happening in WCW, but probably less than half the matches on Nitro had a story going into them. And that was fine. And it was the industry standard show. Then it really tried to copy its competition and put – Lots of story where every single match had to have two guys having a fight over a cup of coffee and catering. And that just doesn't need to be the case. And sometimes it could just be as simple as a challenge or two people fighting to be the best. But, you know, the majority of the time, or certainly a large percentage of the time, you should have a lot of story built into a match. But, you know, this perception that you can't just have two people come in and fight, it could be the start of something. It could lead to something with two completely different people. Who knows? But... Uh, there's a lot of different ways to skin a cat. And in this case, to see the person who probably put more cold matches on TV and did it successfully and did it well, say that like it's an abomination to do it, it's pretty contradictory. So I found it really ironic when I hear Eric Bischoff talk about like, why is this match happening? You know, uh, why did 60% of the matches on Nitro happen? And honestly, that was when Nitro was a better show than when he tried to change it to something else. Well, and, and I think also as well, like, you know, we know wins and losses matter in AEW and you try to build up a win-loss record. So you don't know who you're going to go up against with. And like, listen, I think there are definitely storylines. We we went over a few right here uh, on Busted Open this morning. But I, I think it's kind of fun for the fans to see two people you wouldn't expect in the ring together in the ring together from time to time. Yeah, I completely agree. And that's why I like to see it sometimes. And Every once in a while, a random challenger pops in. It wasn't who you expect. And he says, I want the shot. Or she says, hey, I want to fight you. And uh, I think there's something to that. And on the other hand, most of the matches on this show, really, we went into the week with four of the five matches announced. And there were segments building up to what happened on television. Then over the weekend, uh, Penta answered the challenge of John Moxley, who said he wanted to fight a new opponent somebody he'd never been in the ring with here in AEW and somebody who had zero fear and he found the perfect opponent. And I think that was a cool way to get into that match, but there's all kinds of different ways to get into matches. So I I definitely don't want to see the fans get uh, brainwashed into thinking there's only one way to do this um, just because they've only seen it done one way for a long time. Well, Tony, if I could be your own consigliere, your own Tom Hayden, and you're the godfather, I've noticed a trend that uh, there's people out there that like to hate on stuff for the fact of just hating as well as then also they do it for profit. And uh, if I could, then we both know, and if you could think about something you've learned from professional wrestling from one of the best, just when everyone thinks they have uh, all the answers, you change the questions. So you just keep on being you and keep on floating because you're given the AEW audience and the professional wrestling audience, great matchups. And you're talking to someone uh, and you have a locker room full of people who not only believe in the product, but really enjoy what they watch each and every week. So uh, that's my consigliere free advice to you. 
And uh, you also got some free hardcore cafe coming your way very, very shortly. Well, uh, at least he today. gets some. Well, I love that. Send me That's it. great. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, That's but Tony, great. To, to Tommy's point, it's difficult because, listen, you know, as the host of Busted Open and somebody and you've been so gracious with your time, uh, which I feel is like a gift to our audience by, you know, having an owner and president coming on this show and, you know, and talking about the show that's coming up on game day. You, I'm sure you're extremely busy, but you decide to give your time to the show, which I, we truly appreciate. Over the last week, I've been accused of being on AEW's payroll and the WWE's payroll. I, I love wrestling. Like, I, 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 I wish as a community we would do more to support each other than to knock each other down, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Well, tonight's a great night for wrestling either way. Yeah. And, you know, I, I appreciate you giving me a chance to plug the show here today and, and many Wednesdays, but I, tonight's a good one for us to, to plug because the lineup of matches tonight and all the stories are really coming together. It's just a great time for AEW and for wrestling in general. And, you know, you're always so kind to have me on the show, and I appreciate all of you. Thank you very much. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream the podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, Channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.